La pendule fait tic-tac, tic-tic. Les oiseaux du lac, pic-pac, pic-pic. Glou, 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 font tous les dindons. Et la jolie cloche, ding, ding, dong. Mais boum, quand notre cœur fait boum, tout avec lui dit boum. Et c'est l'amour qui s'éveille. Rugby France, and welcome to a new edition of the French Rugby Connections with moi, your host, and with moi, Tom Dixon. And Tom, finally, it's here. <laughs> I'm so excited. At last. Indeed. And it's been so exciting and there's real momentum behind it all over the world. And the English press is full of it. The French press doesn't go. The politicians are getting in. Wouldn't surprise me if a few people went on strike in France to celebrate it. Because it, <laughs> all the world's eyes are on France. I believe, you know, you've got more people on strike now in England than in France. I think you're really, really catching up. You know? <laughs> Anyhow, yes, a World Cup starting on the 8th of September with that absolutely amazing game between La France, Les Bleus against the All Black. Les Bleus et les Blacks. Except, are they really Bleus this Friday? No, they're wearing the white jerseys. They are. Allez les Bleus Blancs. It does get confusing, but I know, and it's so exciting. I'm afraid I haven't managed to get a ticket for Friday's matches. In fact, I think to be honest with you, it's nearly impossible to get some tickets, you know, unless you are lucky enough to be part of some rugby clubs in, in France and elsewhere, and also if you've been invited by sponsors. <laughs> Uh, I am a long-term season ticket of the French champions, and there was no hint of having access to tickets. I, I think the way people have managed to get any tickets for France is some clever people right at the beginning bought a pack to follow the team Uruguay, because at least then they get a match against France. <laughs> <laughs> It's very, very possible. We'll see. We will never know. For sure, it was definitely more demand than, than supply, so... C'est la vie. So, really, please, François has, has announced the, the team uh, <laughs> that will play against New Zealand. So, do you want to tell da, them who they are? Da, 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 da. Now, the, the team is racked by injuries. Other teams are racked by bans, England. But the, the, the number one, the, the man with number one on his back is normally Cyril Bay. He's a wonderful player, possibly the best in his position in the world. But let's not take away. We have this Friday, Monsieur Reda Wardy, who is a great player. He plays for La Rochelle. They've been a bit successful recently. He's a good, strong number one. Then we have. I think I think you mentioned Vardy. You mentioned Hadi. I think you meant Vardy. I, I my pronunciation is always variable. <laughs> Just like mine. But, so then I got Julian Marchand, no, Julien Marchand. Correct. That's <laughs> who, right. Who is the number one choice hooker? Um, and Uni Antonio on the other side of the scrum, who is also from La Rochelle. So it's mm -hmm. a Toulousain and a La Rochelle sandwich. Oh, interesting! A Toulousain and a Rochelle sandwich, a sausage between two oysters. Doesn't sound <laughs> quite right, but anyhow, I just had that that picture. You know, I think knows. that's romantic and lovely. So um, <laughs> whatever so that means, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> hey, we could come up with a new with a new recipe. Anyway, okay. So second row, tell me about it. Well, 
Cameron Wocky is great racing 92 player. He comes in alongside Thibaut Flamand, ah. born in Waterloo in Belgium. An episode cannot go by mentioning Thibaut Flamand without saying for a fifth. It's in the rules. Everybody has to say it. So, yes, he used to play for Loughborough, had a great career. He's really stapled into the French team. So happy to see that together. So, you know what, give some hope, you know, if any youngster starts university at Loughborough in the next few weeks' times, if you have some French heritage, who knows, maybe in five, six, seven, eight years' yeah. time, you might be part of the French team. It's good to dream, but very well done to, to Flamand. Thibaut Flamand is a key player in that team. He is, especially in the lineouts, which is where we need strength, especially against New Zealand. So then, six and seven is Francois Croix from Stade Toulouse, mm-hmm. Charles mm-hmm. Olivant from Toulon, sometimes a captain, as he was against yes. Japan last mm-hmm. year. And at number eight, we have absolutely nailed him backbone of the team, Gregory Aldrit from La Rochelle. So, oh, uh, so the Atlantique are doing a good representation. And I think that's quite a strong scrum. It's not number one choice. As we said, we've got we got Blesser, we've got Cyril Bai, who is out. We mm-hmm. have Paul Villemps, is the most recent major loss. Correct. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm happy with Cameron Rocky and Thibaut Flamand. Okay. And then, of course, we have the magician, le ministre de l'intérieur. Can you uh, guess who's number nine? <laughs> <laughs> of course, Anthony of the Bridge, Antoine Dupont. <laughs> Tony Bridge, um, indeed. And he's been on good form in the warm-up matches. Not necessarily Mm -hmm. massively outstanding, but, yeah, good enough to win them all, Uh, Mm -hmm. especially against Scotland when they played in France. He was uh, magnificent. Mm -hmm. And then at number 10, we don't have Roman Tamak. He's done his knee and he's out for the entire competition and half the season. So having, having paid my season ticket to keep him in his wages. I'm upset that I'm going to see very little of him. Um, <laughs> but he's still with the squad. He's, uh, he, yeah, he's a leader. He backs them all up. He, he helps them around. So he's, he's kicking around. I see him in Toulouse a bit, but he's mostly in Marcus in camp with the French. Yes, it's um, very, very sad. And I wish a very fast uh, recovery. Absolutely. I, I, hopefully and... now he'll be hanging around Brennan's bar and he can come over for a Yes, chat. all right. Because his all English right. is very good. He'll, he'll say hello to the pod. <laughs> you had to, to <laughs> plug uh, Ronan's, uh, Brennan's bar, of course. You need to get, <laughs> so you probably need, need to get some royalty from him now. I do. So, but yeah, he's going to be replaced by one of my favourite ever. I know. From Bordeaux. He had a strong season last year. He's yes. very good. He's a natural stand-in, and he he works well with Dupont and and everyone. So it's a shame to uh, to lose Romain Tamak, one of the world's best, but he is replaceable. There's one or two others that mm-hmm. are less replaceable. So, no, Jalibert, wish you all the best, sir. Oh yes, oh yes, and then hand the back. The, the wingers, Gabin Villiers, who you mm-hmm. like. And Damien Penault, who we all like as well. His, uh, outstanding. They're outstanding players. Outstanding experience. Mm-hmm. And in the middle is where, again, we're hit with injury. We, Jonathan Dante of La Rochelle is, is, has a dodgy thigh. Yes. There was talk that he might make it for the All Blacks game. 
but it turns out he won't. So hopefully he'll be back on his feet and back to 100%. Fingers crossed. But even if he can play at 90% at home. So the, the men on the field in the centre is Gael Fiku, who we love, superstar mm. batting 92, and Yoram Moafana of Bordeaux, who is, again, a very solid player, and we can put our faith in him. Definitely. leaves our man at the back, the uh, record sky point scorer of Pro Day Deux a few years ago, but now at Stade Toulousain through and through, Thomas Ramos. Of course, of course. Un revenant. Uh, he came yes. back from, from the dead. He was a very influential player uh, six, seven years ago. He had a few, little bit of, was left alone for a little while. And then he, he's back, back to the fore. And he's bringing his experience and he's a polyvalent as well. He can play two positions, I believe. Yes, he can play number 10. I've seen that happen. The interesting thing in that squad is, I know teams don't matter when you get to the World Cup, but the the position of hooker has got Julien Marchand from Stade Toulousain, and the guy on the bench to back him up is Piato Movaca from Stade Toulousain. Mm-hmm. And at the back, the other end of the backbone, number 15, we have Thomas Ramos of Stade Toulousain, and his man on the bench backing him up is Melvin Jaminet of Stade Toulousain. Oh, so, yes. Mm-hmm. So, so they're clearing us out. So the C team are playing on the top catchers for the three games. Uh, okay, so who will be on the bench? Who will be the finishers? Uh, like LD editions like saying them. They are the finishers, aren't they? Piatto Movaca, mm-hmm. Jean-Baptiste Gros of mm-hmm. Toulon, Dorian Aldeguerri, his lovely guy from Stade Toulousain, always got a smile on his face. Well, maybe not just before the scrum. I can pronounce that wrongly. <laughs> from Lyon, Paul Boudin from La Rochelle, Maxine, Maxime Lucu, you like from Bordeaux, Arthur Vincent, Montpellier, and Melvin Jamnay from Statue Yes. And the atmosphere in the French camp is, is absolutely outstanding right now. If you think they've got lots of pressure on their shoulders, so they try to, to keep it cool, but uh, they're very, very focused, you know, with under the, the reign of Fabien Gattier. Well, Fabien Gattier has had the team for as much time as he, as reasonable, as he could reasonably hope for this summer. You mustn't forget that they, as a team, have had the least rest of the Northern Hemisphere between games because the top 14 season is so so long and hard that, effectively, the the teams that were in the final, La Rochelle and Toulousain, the players who are in the final only had about two weeks' holiday before they went for World Cup training. So it's natural that they may not have things firing at 100% on day one and other teams who have uh, been more rested and been together for longer. That sounds like I'm getting my excuses in early. They are professionals, I'm sure they'll, they'll be uh, firing on all cylinders. Yeah, it's been highlighted that the top 14 is an extremely difficult and fierce season, you know, mm. for any players. Some championships are easier than others. I mean, easier, <laughs> I'm using, you know, you're looking Very at Ireland, don't you? <laughs> but, yeah, that is, that is correct, you know, that's... They, Hopefully, I mean, they had some some rest, but they got very, very well prepared for all eventualities as well by by Fabien Gatier and its coaching t- 
uh, staff. I think the beauty of having Fabien Gatier as the selectioner, I mean, the head coach, is that he's a, he's a very analytical uh, person. He can read rugby in, and he is prepared for any eventualities. And his game plan has been working pretty well. So, yeah, let's hope it's, it's going to be a good start of the World Cup. I say I think the France is going to win against New Zealand. Of course, I would say that. But I think there is more confidence. They would be in Paris, you know, the first game. And if you look at New Zealand, they got beaten really, really badly by South Africa and Twickenham on 25th of August. What score do you think will be? Tell me. I think it will be. I think it will be quite high scoring. I think there'll be a good bit of attacking, and it's the defence that's a bit weak when you haven't got the team together and, and the forwards you want. So I can see 35-20. It's quite. That's an unusual. That's a very optimistic to have such a high score in a World Cup because people are so defensive. But I think uh, it, it, I, I would say a high score. But, Veronique, the thing is, this Friday, really looking forward to it. We'll have the Hacker, we'll have the Marseillaise. But it doesn't really matter who wins, because those two are going to finish top of their pool. Top Correct. of the pool. And they're Correct. going to go through. It is re- uh, oh, the other thing is, did you know that as host, France had the choice of who to play first, and they chose New Zealand? And it is just put a mark in the sand, and they're ambitious to say before you've got you, you've got in the flow of things, we'll take you on, and it's a statement of intent. So it's a great plan. I would have done exactly the same as well. Yeah, and um, it's all about you know the spirit of the Gaelic. <laughs> for you being combative from from the start. Let's get on with it and let's get cracking. So, yes, I have to say a little bit of an issue regarding the the different pools. The score, (laughs) sorry, I beg your pardon, the draw was done on the 14th of December 2020, which was way too early because in the last four years, some teams have progressed, others have I've definitely <laughs> fallen down the score. No name mentioned. You know who I'm speaking yeah. about, of course. <laughs> L'Angleterre <laughs> at all. And uh, so it, it's not in the quarterfinal. It's going to be a tough, tough one because the likely two top teams li- won't have the chance to, to play in the semi-final. But on the other hand, it would give a chance, you know, to Australia, England and Argentina, you know, teams that are, that are struggling right now. So, yes, not so good, you know, from the World Rugby World Cup IWC. I think, you know, for the next World Cup, it won't happen. The draw won't happen so, so early. I don't know why it happened so, so early, I suppose. It was COVID. The COVID and ticketing and the logistics of getting things together is is why they say it's a one-off. And right. It won't be like that again. But also, indeed, is it so bad if... The, the, whoever wins it will have had to have beaten the likes of New Zealand, France, South Africa, Ireland at some point. But hey, that what I like this year is that because of the laws, the law change that yes. has allowed lots of All Blacks, previous All Blacks, to go back and play with Tonga and Samoa, for example, amongst others, Fiji is a lot stronger than it has been because it's had people going back to it, that actually there are a few teams in the pools that will produce a shock, maybe not by winning, maybe not by coming first or second in the pool, 
but by putting a t- you know winning a half against Wales, Fiji against Wales could be a really close match. Oh um, yes, I agree with you. It's going to be very very exciting, especially yeah. as they are really they've ramped up so much in the last few years. Yeah, S- Samoa has got lots of strength in the team that you wouldn't expect from previous years. So 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 it makes the pools more interesting in that respect. But I agree they uh, fundamentally five five of the top eight teams only two can go through to the semi-final i can't remember what you said but um i don't mind i i I will see i think we will see france new zealand again in the last match of the of the competition and what happens in the meantime will be fun to be honest with you i believe there are four teams that i have very strong chances to play during the final it's of course it's france South Africa, New Zealand, and number one, Ireland. Yes. So they are the four, I think, to, to watch out. From, from a, a stats perspective, you know, New Zealand won three times since the first World Cup in 1987. South Africa three times as well. Australia twice. And from Northern <laughs> Hemisphere, of course, 20 years ago, thanks to the wonderful crook of Monsieur, Monsieur I, Johnny Wilkinson, uh, yeah. Jean, Jean Wilco. Yes, it's, <laughs> yeah, it was the, the UK. So that's why I'm really rooting for a Northern Hemisphere win. And I'm hoping for France because France was three times the bridesmaid, but never, never the bride. <laughs> you may remember I mean, 1987. And when I spoke with, with a few players from that era, like Philippe Sela and Frank Medel in a previous uh, podcast, they mentioned to me that if only we would have trained a little bit more. <laughs> but it was a little just, bit less. <laughs> yeah, but uh, because they were not professional. It was the, still the amateur days. But uh, yes, all because of that kick you know from Blanco that but it was a very close call anyway and then 1999 and 2011 so very very close so we've got a, a score basically to to settle yes you got you got to get your name on the cup I'd, I'd be happy with that I I it's difficult not to agree on the statistics that that's the top four the but it's the rugby world cup and anything can happen Fiji I think might really mess things around I'm excited. What matches are you are you going to visit? Any? I would love to attend, but impossible to get some tickets, I'm afraid. But I understand a little bit to me that uh, you're going to support uh, l'Angleterre. I, given how it's impossible to get a match to anything with France, a ticket to any match with France in, I am indeed going to hopefully two Angleterre matches. I'm going this weekend to Marseille, a lovely city I haven't been to for a long time. I'm going to England against Argentina. Who's going to win that? And that's on Saturday night. And on Sunday afternoon is Scotland against South Africa. And Very good. Such an exciting weekend. I think it's the most exciting weekend of the pool stages. So you are English and French. You've got your French passport now as well. <laughs> you are the most English of the Toulousain, or the most Toulousain of the English, one way or the other. <laughs> but okay, what, what do you make of, uh, of England's chances to win against Argentina? Well, England have to stop losing sometime, somehow. <laughs> Uh, whether it's this weekend, the last time they met, Argentina beat England at Twickenham, which was a piece of history. 
England also gave Fiji a piece of history in the warm-up matches, letting them win at Twickenham. So England are obviously in a bad place, but they are good players, so anything is possible. It's going to be very hot. It's going. To, I think it's 32 degrees on Saturday night down in Marseille, so fitness will come into it. Um, but Argentina are, are always a good side. I remember at the last World Cup, seeing them play New Zealand at Wembley. And for half an hour, Argentina were winning against the All Blacks. So I know, a match is 80 minutes. So I do, yes, I, I do support France. I have changed, I, I have explained on this podcast a couple of years ago, because I've grown up with the youngsters when you know, Tamak and Dupont and everyone were coming through the France under-20s. I went to a World Cup final seeing them beat the English. So I just know the French players better. But in yes. the absence of being able to get tickets, of course, I'll go and see England because yes. I think it's the best weekend of rugby. And then in a month's time, also in Marseille, there are two quarterfinals that I think will be something like Australia against Argentina. Oh, uh, la la. Argentina. And, Did you say Argentina against Australia? Yes. Oh, not uh, England against Australia? No, and then England against Wales or Fiji. Right, okay. Um, it may be the other way around. It's a mix-up of those teams. Right. But, it would be very interesting to see England uh, against Australia because obviously the history between Eddie Jones. Uh, we got sacked seven months before uh, the World Cup and now look at the states of the English team. But anyway, this is just an observation. This is not a criticism, but you know what you lose, but you don't know what you get. That's all I'm going to say on that on that topic. <laughs> but on that note, anyway, let's get cracking. So the games this weekend, before we finish our quick summary. So uh, Friday, of course, it's uh, France against New New Zealand Stade de France uh, will start at 8.15 in the UK. ITV uh, in yes. the UK and TF1 in France. Yes, and of course, I'm sure that my one of my very, very good friends, Croazia Colim, Nick Mullins, will be there to narrate the game, <laughs> of course, bien sûr. So, hi, hi, Nick. And Saturday 9th of this, uh, September? Yeah, on the 9th of September at 1pm local time, we have Italy against N- Namibia. Namibia might win that. That could be an exciting game. I can't read my writing. 15.30, Ireland against Romania. That should be a walk in the park for Ireland. In the evening at 6 o'clock, Australia versus Georgia. That could be quite tough, actually, for Australia. They front up well. And then at 9 o'clock local time, I hate those late-night matches, England versus Argentina. I shall be there in my cheap Category 3 seats because I did... (laughs) You'll remember from last season, I had four Category 1 seats, and nobody can afford the kind of prices. No. The the planes and the hotels had multiplied their prices by five or six, so it's like 2,000 quid. Okay, definitely. So it's going to be a a weekend full of rugby, and finally it's here. So let's enjoy our time. We are here for the long ride. It will... uh, finish off on the 28th of October in Stade de France and I'm mm. hoping for with France as a finalist and this time lifting the World Cup <laughs> that's oh. my prayer that's my prayer for today so uh, may the best team, team win but I think we yeah it's, it's about time it's yeah. about time they're putting that each host city is putting on a fan zone and in Toulouse it's massive and yeah 80 meter square screens and catering and they've even got people they, 
the the wine is being sold in the fan zone, but not the stadium. And Domaine Cordier, which is a French company, had to buy the rights to be able to sell wine to fan zones, not in a match, which is extraordinary. It's it's become such a big thing. But it's something and nothing. That's the something for people who don't have tickets. But the nothing is that everywhere is celebrating it. Everyone's got screens out and extra chairs and Definitely. people will be shouting out. Mm-hmm. So every every city that's a host city is a celebration, but I think every town is as well. The matches will be played across, like you mentioned, nine host cities. So one in Paris, one in Lille up north. Yeah. Saint-Étienne. Saint-Étienne, of course. Nantes. And then in the south, it's Marseille, Nice, Bordeaux, Toulouse, Lyon. So amazing, amazing feat. And I've just seen on, on Twitter that our president, President Macron, is already getting all excited and visited a few rugby clubs this afternoon in preparation. <laughs> so if we have President Macron with us, you know, I think we're, we're good to go. I think it would be very good for his reign. I, I... <laughs> I, I last saw France play New Zealand in Cardiff in 2007 when I also met the newly uh, enthroned Sarkozy as president and Fillon as prime minister. And it's not unlikely that both of them will be in jail by the time the World Cup is finished. <laughs> oh, dear, dear. No, we don't want to talk about politics. That's not <laughs> the wrong, that's the wrong format. This is, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, hey, well... On that note, as I said, you know, I'm really pleased that uh, Fabian has achieved one of his objectives. In 2019, at, after the World Cup, when he was offered the position of selectioner head coach for the French team, he was asked by a journalist, what is your biggest objective? And he said, I want people to fall in love again with rugby. And I think this has been achieved by by Fabien and his and his team and the wonderful wonderful players that we have that golden generation who are so lucky to have the likes of Dupont Tamac Penaud Chelonge and all the others so well done guys well done Allez les petits like René Couder would say people a bit uh, older will probably remember that that iconic broadcaster similar to Nick Mullins I would say <laughs> <laughs> and yes it's going to be a great 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 weekend and you can tell us all about the game the atmosphere take lots of pictures and oh, we post yeah. them on Twitter of course of course good old Twitter uh, <laughs> really in, have a great World Cup enjoy the match on Friday it's actually going to be wonderful can't wait au revoir Au revoir. La pendule fait tic-tac, tic-tic. Les oiseaux du lac, pic-pac, pic-pic. Glou, 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 font tous les dindons. Et la jolie cloche, ding-ding-dong. Mais boum, quand notre cœur fait boum. Tout avec lui dit boum. Et c'est l'amour qui s'éveille.